Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Here's a message from Jason regarding the Joe Biden press conference. Pete, that did not happen in a vacuum. I think this causes even more problems with what we saw last night. You have to counter that with the two-hour interview with Vladimir Putin. Right or wrong, Putin sat there for two hours and was able to speak clearly and cogently. Yesterday was an incredible news day. Um, This from Russ, who says uh, Biden is one too senile to be prosecuted and must step down. And two, he is mentally competent and should be prosecuted. There is now winning spin. Oh, there is no winning spin to put on this. The prosecutor's report listed documents on specific topics that were classified that he never had authority to possess dating back to the 70s through the end of his term as vice president. And they were located in unsecured locations. Here is the uh, here is the relevant uh, passage from page 218 onto page 219. As discussed to some extent above, Mr. Biden will likely present himself to the jury as he did during his interview with our office as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. While he is and must be accountable for his actions, he is, after all, the president of the United States, based on our direct observations of him. Mr. Biden is someone for whom many jurors will want to search for reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president who will be at least well into his 80s to convict him of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Right. This is basically an exemption for Senility, the elderly man with a poor memory defense. That's how he would present himself at a trial. And the prosecutors look at that and they're like, yeah, we could see jurors going for that, believing that. And so they're not going to prosecute him, which I, for one, am looking forward to a life of crime when I turn 80. Jimmy, welcome to the program. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, uh, Pete. Hey. I'm, I'm just going to Donald Trump needs to pray that Biden makes it to the election. <laughs> just pray because it looks like it. I mean, it's paid for Donald Trump to, to, to win again. I mean, it's. I don't. Even, this, this was the acuity test that they claim Biden takes, and you know, this agent basically said, "Well, he failed the acuity test." <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's also interesting is you've got all of these people around. Um, I've seen it being referred to as the uh, the Soviet grain reports, um, uh, the equivalent of like when the Soviets would put out their reports that were like well, record grain harvest this year. You know, they were all lies. Uh, you've got White House uh, advisors and spokespeople and uh, unnamed sources that are all talking about how, uh, you know, Joe Biden runs laps around us and we're in our 30s and 40s and like okay well that's that's terrifying then if he's 
if that guy is able to lap you mentally, then we need to clean house at the White House, right? You, a whole bunch of people need to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, crazy. Jimmy, I appreciate the call, buddy. Good to hear from you. Have a great weekend. Um, yeah, some of the... Oh, oh, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Here's a tweet. It's a Pete tweet from a leftist who says, listening to your show, out of all of that, talking about the Joe Biden press conference, out of all of that, the best you can do is note that he didn't finish the thought about the rosary? Seriously? What a joke. Uh, no. Actually, um, I have I have only begun to drag the president. <laughs> Welcome to town, sir, by the way. Your Excellency. Welcome to Charlotte. I wish there were people around you that cared enough about you to have you step down. That is what I pray for this president, is for people around him to love him enough to have him step down and spend the remaining years that he has while he still has them and while he can still uh, remember things to just enjoy his time and enjoy his family, sniff a lot of hair among his grandkids, whatever it is that he does, whatever he wants to do, eat a lot of ice cream, right? Do all of those things. You do not need to keep doing this. Kamala Harris can can match wits with you. I mean, not well, but like she is totally, totally on par to deliver the same kind of nonsense answers that you do. She 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 can't mess up any worse. Seriously, she cannot mess up any worse. And look at the bright side. You will have been responsible for uh getting the first female into the Oval Office, right? You will be the first, the, the first woman president in American history will be because of you, Joe. That's, that'll be your legacy, and people will forget that you forgot lots of things. I've got, uh, got this piece from the AP. A special counsel report released Thursday found evidence that President Biden willfully retained and shared highly classified information when he was a private citizen, including about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan. But it concluded that criminal charges were not warranted. The report from special counsel Robert Herr resolves a criminal investigation that had overshadowed Biden's presidency for the last year, which is kind of weird for the AP to say that because, oh, I'm sorry, hang on. It said shadowed his presidency, right? Because it didn't overshadow. Like, I totally forgot it was even going on. There's been, like, no ongoing coverage for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, it's bitingly critical assessment of his handling of sensitive government records and unflattering characterizations of his memory will spark fresh questions about his competency and age that cut at voters' most deep-seated concerns about his candidacy for re-election. In remarks at the White House Thursday evening, Biden denied that he improperly shared classified information and he angrily lashed out at Robert Herr for questioning his mental acuity, particularly his recollection of the timing of his late son Bo's death from cancer. Despite abundant differences between the cases, Trump immediately seized on the special counsel report. There you go. To portray himself as a victim of a two-tiered system of justice. So just in case you were curious, 
whether Republicans would pounce or seize. Boom. Seizing occurred. Donald Trump seized it. He seized upon the report. He seized upon this. I haven't seen if there's been much pouncing yet. Just give it time, though, because it is what Republicans do. They pounce, they seize. That's what they do. Let's check out the the mail sack here and uh, see what's in it. We've got, uh, oh, a lot of messages. Okay. Um, all right. Let's start here. This is from mm, Jonathan. Sorry, Pete. I just cannot resist helping you with show prep. And then he's got a cut and paste from uh, ABC News. Quote, uh, Biden, now 81, did not remember when his time as vice president either began or ended, did not recall the date of his son's death, even within several years, and had a hazy memory about key players in the Obama administration's Afghanistan debate that was, quote, once so important to him. The subject on which Biden was found to have retained documents to aid in a historical retelling of his role. Now, I have read the executive summary uh, I've not read the entire, it's almost 400 pages. I've not read the entire report from uh, Robert Herr, special counsel. But a lot of it does focus on this uh, time period where Biden was arguing against a troop surge in Afghanistan when Obama was president. And so he kept all of these notes. He wrote this letter to, to Obama. He would make all of these notes in the margins. And then when he had his ghostwriter come in and, you know, Biden thought this was like a pivotal moment in his legacy. And uh, so that's why he had all of these notes and kept all of this stuff. And he's making the case that these are personal documents that he kept. He didn't think they were all classified. And if there was any classified stuff, that was just, that was his staffers. And it's totally his fault for, you know, not keeping as close enough a watch on what the staffers were moving to his home and to his office and to his garage and everywhere else. That's really where he personally failed. Joseph says, Pete, I never knew the he's too old and senile now was a defense. It just goes to show Biden isn't running anything. Trump really wasn't either. And we've seen recently the story of how the bureaucracy is gearing up for a possible Trump return to office with plans on thwarting him. We don't live in a democracy or constitutional republic, to be specific. We live in a bureaucratic dictatorship staffed by neo-Bolshevik college commie LARPer midwits. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're being a little bit, I, I don't know. I mean, you may be, I mean, midwits, I mean, that's giving them a little bit too, a little bit too much credit, I think, right? John says, Pete, I think the biggest takeaway from last night's uh, Biden Q&A was that he's going to implement a stay-in-Egypt policy to help stop the flow of immigrants across the southern border. He just spoke to the president of Egypt and uh, worked out all the details. Dan says, Pete, from listening to you for as long as I have, I get the impression that you have, as I, had experience with an elderly family member suffering from one or another form of dementia. That is true. I have to believe Biden's handlers, the DNC or whoever, threw him to the wolves last night by letting him do a presser at that time of day. It's not exactly the best time of day for a dementia sufferer to speak clearly and concisely. I'm pretty confident they're getting ready to play. play. They're getting ready to play the 25th Amendment shuffle with old Joe. I, I, I've heard that, um, but I also wonder if anybody is actually in any kind of a position to stop Joe Biden from doing whatever the hell he wants to do. 
um, one of the other things is that people, uh, when they are, you know, suffering from this affliction, they get agitated, they get angry. Um, you saw a little flash of that last night, which was what makes this performance, that's what makes it devastating, is that, I started the show by saying this, you know, when, when Joe Biden was 40 years younger, that those flashes of anger were just seen as, you know, fiery, passion, whatever. You could chalk it up to various explanations. But at his age now, coupled with the slurring speech, right, the, the, the awkward gait with which he walks, right, and then the little, the little trot that he does, which, by the way, prediction time by Pete. Pete's prediction is that Joe Biden will find some opportunity within the next 24 hours to trot briskly. For a few paces, maybe getting off of uh, Air Force One, off of the lower staircase, you know, not the big tall one that he's that he falls up, um, but the lower one at the bottom of the plane. So he only has to take like four steps off the plane. So he's going to he's going to do a trot out, either getting off the plane or uh, getting into the limo, coming out of the limo, whatever he's going to. He, he's got to do it because it's really like one of the only ways that the White House can convey this idea, <clears throat> excuse me, that he is, he's full of, uh, full of uh, vim and vigor and, and vivacity and vivaciousness. Why are all of these words V-I-V? What's the deal with that? Well, except vim. Well, and vigor. Okay, why do they all start with a V-I? What's up? V-I. Probably because it's Latin. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, Biden could not have been prosecuted as a sitting president but Robert Hur's report states that he would not recommend charges against Biden regardless. By the way, he said in this report, there are several material distinctions. And I know people who like Donald Trump are not going to want to hear this, but there are material distinctions between Trump and Biden in their classified documents cases. Uh, number one, uh, Trump doesn't have a Corvette at Mar-a-Lago. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Number one. Trump refused to return the classified documents to the government and is alleged to have obstructed the investigation while Biden willingly handed them over. That's what the that's what the special counsel said. This guy, Robert Hur, who, by the way, is a former U.S. attorney appointed by Donald Trump. He was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland as the special counsel in this investigation. Subsequent property searches by the FBI, all coordinated voluntarily by Biden's staff, turned up additional sensitive documents from his time as vice president and senator. Her's report said many of the documents recovered at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, in parts of his Delaware home and in his Senate papers at the University of Delaware were retained, quote, by mistake, which I guess that makes it okay. Look, nobody gets prosecuted for this stuff except for Donald Trump, right? Because Donald Trump fought against the recollection of the material. Now, I don't know if all of it should have been uh, released to him or not and all of the details about every single piece of information. We, I don't have all of that. We None of us have all of that, right? Because it's classified. So, that, yes, there's a, there is a different standard, but the standard is because of some of the actions that Donald Trump himself engaged in. And I know people don't want to hear that. 
But the cases are different. If Donald Trump had just been like, okay, give it all back, he probably would have got the same treatment as Pence. And like, remember, like all of a sudden, everybody had classified documents turning up and they were all turning over classified. Oh, I totally forgot I had these, you know. And there was like a, yeah, there was like a, um, a moratorium or something on on the possession of this stuff. If, as long as like, if you got it, turn it in now. Everybody's turning it in right now. And there's just so much of it, they can't keep track of it all. And so, yeah, but he didn't do that. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? <clears throat> Let me get to the uh, some of the highlights here from the executive stu- uh, the executive sorry, the executive uh, summary from the special counsel report. A couple of the high points here. Um, Biden collected papers and artifacts related to significant issues and events in his career. He used these materials to write memoirs published in 2007 and 2017 to document his legacy and to cite as evidence that he was a man of presidential timber. In 2009, he labored to dissuade President Obama from escalating America's involvement in Afghanistan and repeating what Mr. Biden believed was a mistake akin to Vietnam. Do you know that John Kerry served over there? I've heard that. Anyway, he also believed history would prove him right. During his eight years as vice president, Mr. Biden regularly wrote notes by hand in notebooks. Some of the, the presidential you know, notebooks and stuff that were generated by the administration. Some of the notes are themselves classified. And by the way, let me point something out here. Things are marked classified because they are top secret, right? Things are marked because they're classified. They're not classified because they're marked. Does that make sense? It's the nature of the information that makes it classified. The markings that come afterwards, they just reflect the nature of the content. Okay? All right. After the vice presidency, Mr. Biden kept these notebooks, these classified notebooks in unsecured and unauthorized spaces at his Virginia and Delaware homes and used some of the notebooks as reference material for his second memoir called Promise Me, Dad, which was published in 2017. Later on, they go on to say, we do not believe this evidence is sufficient as jurors would likely find reasonable doubt for one or more of several reasons. Um, The best case for charges, so number one was that Uh, when he served as vice president and when the Afghanistan documents were found, um, he had authority to keep classified documents in his home. So like that would be a, that, that would be one of the pieces of evidence that his defense team would use. Number two, the best case for charges would rely on Biden's possession of the Afghanistan documents 
in his home in Virginia in February of 2017, because that, at that time he was a private citizen. And that's when he told his ghostwriter that he had just found classified material. Several defenses are likely to create reasonable doubt for those charges, though. For example, Biden could have found the classified Afghanistan documents at his home in 2017 and then forgotten about them. This could convince some reasonable jurors that he did not retain these documents, quote, willfully. When Biden told his ghostwriter that he had found all the classified stuff downstairs, end quote, his tone was matter of fact. And for a person who had viewed classified documents nearly every day for eight years as vice president, including regularly in his home, finding classified documents at home less than a month after leaving office could have been an unremarkable and forgettable event. Notably, the classified Afghanistan documents did not come up again in Biden's dozens of hours of recorded conversations with his ghostwriter, nor did it show up in his book. And the place where the Afghanistan documents were eventually found in the garage, in a badly damaged box that was surrounded by, you know, a bunch of other household items, just, you know, as you would imagine, like just derelicts detritus or whatever in in the uh, garage. It suggests that the documents might have actually been forgotten. Again, these are the arguments that a defense team would use and would probably convince some reasonable jurors. In addition, Biden's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017 and in his interview with our office in 2023, six years later. And his cooperation with our investigation, including by reporting to the government that the Afghanistan documents were in his garage, will likely convince some jurors that he made an innocent mistake rather than acting willfully, that is, with the intent to break the law as the statute requires. That's a key point. With the intent to break the law. Another viable defense is that Biden might not have retained the classified Afghanistan documents in his Virginia home at all. They could have been stored by mistake without his knowledge at his Delaware home since the time he was vice president, as were other classified documents recovered during our investigation. This would rebut charges that he willfully, again, with intent to break the law, had retained the documents. Given Biden's limited precision and recall during his interviews, With the ghostwriter and with our office, jurors may hesitate to place too much evidentiary weight on a single eight-word utterance to his ghostwriter about finding classified materials downstairs, especially if there's no other direct evidence. And that's when they go on to say, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him. By then, he'll be a former president, well into his 80s, and they're not going to want to convict him of a serious felony that requires them to determine a mental state of, quote, willfulness. Because he's not going to be able to remember any of this stuff, right? If you got to wait for him to get out of office, when's the earliest you could potentially prosecute him, right? Next year, 2025. So do you think he's not going to make the argument that is 
His memory is shot. His de- even if it's not true, his defense team will absolutely make that argument. They would be derelict in their duty if they didn't. They would be terrible lawyers if they didn't. So, anyway. All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, start of the next hour, actually, going to talk a little bit about uh, Jim Barrel. Uh, we've got some audio clips pulled. We'll take a listen. Up next. Up next.